Hey, welcome back to another episode of Seven Figure Music School. In this episode, we are joined by a guest, Brady, and we're doing another five for five episode where we're interviewing a school owner just to get an insight into a really well-run school so that we can all take something away, learn from it, and perhaps implement in our own school so we can all have better careers. We are a small industry, uh, but and within this industry, I think it's fair to say that if we were to collaborate more, we'd probably all have a little bit of a better time of, of, of doing the job that we have. So I'm not going to take any more time introducing. Um, Brady, just introduce yourself to everyone. And uh, I'd like to hear name, rank, serial number, background, where's your school, all that good stuff. Okay. Social security. <laughs> right. <Dog>. Hey, <laughs> I probably won't do that over live here. Um <laughs> Yeah, mine's Brady Davies. Uh, I'm the owner and, and CEO of the Piano Place. Um, you know, our story's kind of funny. I, I'll start off, you know, right out the back, out of the gate here. I am not a musician. I, I am one of the kids who quit after two months, hmm. did other things, and but probably the great. It is the greatest decision of my entire life. I'm married a musician, and so my wife actually started our company seven years ago, and. We rented our first space after we got sick of having, you know, 80 kids in our living room always, you know, coming through every day. So we decided to rent a space and, uh, you know, my background was more in commercial real estate. And uh, as things progressed and we started opening more and more locations, I felt myself getting sucked more and more into this business. It's been one of the most rewarding and challenging things that I've ever done in my life. But we absolutely love it. We're obsessed. That's a great introduction. Yeah. And uh, how many locations do you have right now? Yeah, so we are we're currently at eight locations. Um, probably by the time this airs, we'll be at eleven actually. So we have some more coming up this month. So okay, oh, wow, cool. Yeah, all awesome. right. Well, I'm going to jump into the first question. Um, go ahead and answer that, Brady. Then Nate will jump into the second, and he and I will alternate, and then we'll we'll be we'll be done for today. Uh, so, question number one. What are you most proud of? Something that you feel that you do really, really well at your schools? Yeah, you know, I, I took some time thinking about this question, but it, the thing that just continually came back to me was, I'm just so proud of our, our staff. I think we have an amazing team and I, I can't tout that enough. You know, when we first started, yeah, I mean, I'm sure every music school kind of starts this way when you finally get to the point where you're looking to hire uh, employees and, and teachers and you know, I just remember we were kind of just going to some of our friends and and they were awesome. And even from the beginning, I just felt like we had such an amazing staff that helped kind of set the foundation and set a great example for, you know, how we, what our expectations were as a company, you know, what type of teachers we were looking for. And that's just kind of progressed and gotten better year over year here. So, you know, we started out, I think our first, you know, batch of employees we probably had three or four um we're now at 180 and it's just been so much fun to to work with these people i think you know they i it's always been cool to you know we we've taken employees who kind of maybe not don't know about us you know might not know a ton about our company um but what we've primarily looked for is like okay are you passionate about teaching do you really care about teaching and i think by doing that and, and finding those right people and, you know, and we've developed all these training processes and all these things around them. It's just been so cool to see, uh, you know, how they kind of tailor their lessons and, and 
everything that they do to our customer experience. And to us, employees are everything. And it's been awesome. Mm. So when you are thinking about what you do well, could you maybe dig in a little bit deeper on that? Is what you're doing well picking talent? Is what you're doing well developing talent? Like what is the thing that you're actually doing well? Because you said the staff is great, but what are you doing well? Like how, yeah. why are they, you know? Yeah, I think I think we've done an awesome job at developing um, teachers. So it's, uh, you know, I've had, we've had experience, obviously we've had amazing teachers. We've had some bad eggs too that have come through. Um, and it's been funny to see, you know, I, I think of one example, uh, you know, we've had teachers that with, you know, doctorate degrees that have come to us but when it's come to teaching you know they know everything right about about teaching yeah but they when it come came down to it sometimes it, it the experience for our students and our families wasn't that great with that teacher i have other teachers though i had one one of our best teachers right now actually uh she's an elementary ed undergrad so mm-hmm. i did music lessons you know competitively her whole life she's amazing absolutely amazing you know and it's really i think what we what we've been able to do and, and sorry to go back to our development side is i think we're able to take people who have amazing personalities passion for music have that background and give them the the tools and the things and the, the training needed to really succeed and you know blow people's minds with their lessons so love it okay question number 2 for you brady um what's one challenge you're experiencing right now in your business? Just one, yeah. one challenge, top of mind. Yeah, the one that's been top of mind here lately, especially as we, you know, as we battle, you know, for us, and I think most music schools too, it's not necessarily our competitors aren't these other music schools. Sometimes it's it's baseball, it's soccer, <laughs> it's these other things that pop up in the spring. And, and you know, the majority of our schools are here in Utah and uh, when the snow starts to melt, that's our enemy. And so, you know, right now for us, that battle is, okay, how do we, we're always fighting against it here in the springtime of, you know, how do we better utilize and, uh, you know, our, our, mark, our current marketing channels? What do we look at? Um, how do we get, you know, students, more and more students in the door during this, you know, more difficult time? Um, and I think what's unique this year for us is, as we've grown and, and have more locations, um, it, especially here, we're you know primarily based out of Salt Lake. We're kind of more of a regional company now than we used to be, where we'd have you know three studios forty five minutes apart from each other throughout the state. So, kind of figuring out how do we kind of transition or, or bring in kind of that regional play into our marketing efforts, um, and that that for us has been a challenge. It's been something that, uh, as we've you know, tried to a b test some things look at some different avenues that we haven't before uh it's it's been a little bit of a challenge brady a little bit of clarity here on this so you say the snow melts that's our biggest enemy like the the sun <laughs> comes out sports hit they're yeah. back out on the pitch are you saying that you're the the challenge is a retention one or is it a new enrollment one in other words your inquiry, the top of the funnel is changing radically when the sun comes out and the snow melts, which, or can you clarify there? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. We retention. Um, we have people that do leave during that time with these other sports, but I it's, and that does go up and we, we, we work to battle that part, but certainly what we find more of is that our sales, uh, 
they dip during this time, which is kind of interesting. At least here in Utah, every every spring has been we we call mm. this Sahara Desert <laughs> for a little bit. So mm. <laughs> it's been something where it's it's always it's May. It's it's like part of April, all of May, and maybe the first little part of June, and then it comes mm. back. So it's you know maybe a total of three months, two and a half months there, where we're uh, it's a little bit more of a fight. Yeah. How are you counteracting this challenge, or what are you what are you doing to solve it? Yeah. So, um, on the marketing side of things, uh, what we decided to do this year was we were going to go all out um, with you know we we doubled our budgets um, and figured hey let's do this let's just do this for for two months let's try something we haven't done before. So we've actually, so we've done traditional channels, SEO, Google ads. Um, we're doing our Facebook ads and things right now, but you know, we've never tried billboards and being a little bit more of a regional company. We've done a bunch of billboards now. Um, you know, these digital billboards, they're pretty cool. Um, we're, we're doing some fun stuff where we're, uh, doing, uh, door hanger flyers, which is, there's a company here that we've hired that. Uh, sends guys out with GPS trackers and they they just do thousands of door hangers on people's uh, doorsteps and stuff. So kind of cool. Um, occasionally you get a call from an angry HOA, but that's something you, <laughs> you take that risk. Um, so, uh, you know, we've tried some of that stuff uh, and some new marketing stuff that we've never really tried before. Um, we're doing some, you know, different ads on uh, with some of our, regional here it's ksl it's like a regional news channel and stuff so some different stuff that we've never tried before and, and for us i love it because it's you know what do we have to lose you know it's every every springtime for us has been harder than what been normal and so why don't we do something different cool let's go jump to question three what's one lesson you've learned in the last year yeah. Um, you know, this is something that I think I've struggled with always as, the, as a business owner. Um, I, I think I could narrow it down to two things, listening more intently um, to our employees and managers, um, and then also being faster to make decisions. <laughs> I think on the latter there, you know, I've made the mistake many times of, or, or just a lot of stuff will pile up on my desk or on my plate. And I've, Sometimes I just pushed it to the side and, and or I've needed more time to think about it or I, or I just haven't taken the action necessary. Um, I've noticed that when I make decisions faster, yeah, I might make a few more mistakes. But wow, does it really help us progress as a company? Does it really it really helps us get a lot farther ahead um, and truly for our employees and, and our managers and things they're, they're relying on me. And, I, and I, I feel like I've let them down sometimes where I've. Um, just taking forever or I've, I've been slow to get back to them. So being quicker on making decisions and, and listening and with more intently to what they're bringing up to us. Running a music school can be a challenge. You can only see so many students per week and it feels like you're trading time for dollars. Margins are small and you're always looking for qualified teaching staff. Wouldn't it be great if there was a way to see more students in less time while maintaining high educational standards for your school? Well, now you can with Piano Express from grouplessons.com. Piano Express is a new way to teach group piano. 
one that seamlessly combines a new innovative group method, technology, and industry-leading teacher training to make it easier and more profitable than ever to start group lessons in your studio. Piano Express allows you to see 12 students per hour per teacher, and over a decade of testing has shown that the gamified curriculum significantly increases student practice times and studio retention. To help you get started, the Piano Express method has a training course for you and your team. It's included when you use the system in your studio. Most schools can get their first class up and running in just a few weeks. So visit grouplessons.com to sign up for a free demo or use our calculator to see how much money your school can save each month by using Piano Express. Yeah, I love that, Brady. I have a, something I do that I call the CEO Weekly Review. And one of the questions, it's just a self-assessment. And one of the questions I ask myself is, you know, have I listened to everyone, all the stakeholders? And then the follow-up is, have I made a decision and moved forward? Dude, I have to read it, right? I have to read it every week to remind yeah. myself that this is the core, one of our foundational I mean, responsibilities as CEO is you got to make choices. Yeah. You know, that's a great one. That's a, anything, anything helping with that so far? Yeah. I, I think similarly too. yeah, we've kind of adapted or adopted a, a weekly meeting and I used to just kind of just take all the information in, take a bunch of notes and be like, Hey, I'll get back to you on this. And then yeah. come the next weekly meeting, I, I maybe addressed, you know, half of the things and, that were most important to me, but maybe not most, they weren't the most important to, to our employees. So um, I found, yeah, in that meeting, if I can make decisions right there and give them feedback right mm -hmm. there, then it gets done that week. And it doesn't, it's, it's not me that's wasting their time, you know? That's huge, dude. That's like my death by Evernote. I have so <laughs> many Evernotes yeah. that maybe are never going to get reviewed. Um, yeah, I love that. Um, that's like, also, I'm just, I'm just reading Atomic Habits for the first time. And they have that great principle from Tiny Habits, which is like habit stacking. And you're doing that. You're saying, I'm going to take notes. I'm going to have a meeting. Yeah. And then I'm going to stack the habit of making a choice on the other side. Even if you made a bad choice, yep. at least you're testing out what choices, what making a choice looks like. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, Follow-up thought, and then I'm going to hit oh, you yeah. with the next question. Let's say I found this really cool software, if it's helpful for anybody. I think it's called it's called Motion. And mm. for me, with my ADD brain sometimes, I love it. During those meetings, I it's it kind of is, it's an AI type of calendar system that schedules by priority different things. So I'll say, okay, make a decision on this. And I give myself 15 minutes maybe to think through it, look at things. But then I, I only have that window that I got to get a decision out, you know, get something out. So a little plug for them. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I dig it. I, that just ran across my dashboard, too, as yeah. a fellow ADD, like, needing <laughs> to stay focused. <laughs> targeting music school owners. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right. So uh, moving on. Next question. Uh, what is one action? And maybe you just shared some cool actions, but. I'm curious your thought on this one. What's one action a school owner could take right now that will make a difference? Yeah, I, I know there's a kind of a, a varied audience here, but I, as I look back kind of on, you know, from when we were 
smaller, maybe one, you know, one location school to now, there's kind of been one consistent theme that I think anyone can do at any time, and that's find efficiencies uh, in your business. Find them and utilize them because I I totally if you were to ask me today, hey Brady, will you will you would you go back and start a, a music school? Uh, and and maybe no one I know now I, I might say yes, but man, those were hard years. They were hard years, you know, from the beginning. You know, you're yeah. you're, you're doing it all on your own. I remember I, my wife especially just watching her because I was working another job for a lot of it, but watching her, she would teach all afternoon into the evening, wake up the next morning, and it's like, oh, gotta do my billing, gotta gotta call some people, oh, gotta do some collections. Uh, this teacher is gonna be absent today. You know, just so much stuff. I and there's so many things you can pinpoint on it, but really, it's there's no time better than the present to find efficiencies for yourself, a for your mental health and well-being, because um, that affects everybody. But also, man, you're gonna need it to to grow and to scale in any way, shape, or form. Find those efficiencies. Can you give an example of an efficiency that's really helpful for you, maybe right now, and one that was helpful for you when you were first starting out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think one thing that we've done in the last couple months here um, at the piano place uh, was we used to be in a, a couple different softwares um, to manage it. And it's just kind of as we've, we've grown, we're like, oh, this would be a cool thing to add on. This would be a cool thing to add on. We made the decision internally, like, hey, we <laughs> maybe it doesn't make sense to be in seven or eight different softwares here. Can we consolidate it for at least from a, you know, for us, as we call our, our managers, directors, for directors on down, can we consolidate it? So maybe they're in two, maybe three. Um, and as soon as we did that, and, I, and I'm seeing the results of it kind of come in now, um, I can pinpoint that one change to making it so that our directors had way more time on their hands to focus on our teachers, to check in with teachers, to um, check in with our, our, our parents and students and to, to be more available and more present. And I'm seeing it in our retention right now. That's definitely been better than it's ever been, you know, year over year. Um, I'm seeing it in, awesome. in their, their overall happiness. You know, I, I think sometimes I, I feel bad about this. Sometimes our directors, you know, I put so much on their plates and, this is the first year I've been like, hey, our directors are killing it and they're happy. So we're obviously doing something right there, right now in this moment of time. So Yeah. What's an efficiency that you implemented early on that you think is just a no-brainer that people should have or one that you know would provide a lot of value for people? You know, And I mean, there's obvious ones, like maybe shy away from those. Maybe one that might be a little more uncommon. Ooh, okay. Because I was gonna say, well, I mean, this sounds stupid, but we—I took paper checks till mm. we had, you know, mm. <laughs> we had like 500 students, and I was taking paper checks and stamping them on the back. But that, that might be an obvious one. Switch to auto pay, right? <laughs> It'll change your life. Um, you know, I oh, there's so many. Um, I I would say, oh. That's a good one. I'll just say this, you know, I, I think that's something that people are scared of maybe, and you might be crossing that point where you're like, Hey, I'm maxed out. My load's too much for me right now. I cannot do this anymore. 
But also on the flip side, you're like, hey, it's it's it might be a lot to bring on an employee. How do I do this? I think taking that risk of even if it's just a part time employee to help you in some part of your business. So for us, um, early on, we hired her. I'll give her a shout out, Jackie. Um, she came on board, and I, I'll admit, I was fighting my wife, saying, "Don't do this. We need the money. Don't stop doing that. You know, we we can do this. We can suffer. We can keep suffering more and more." Hiring Jackie, honestly, it from where we were at that time, it 10x'd our business because we were able to not be so spread thin and you know focus mm. on the marketing, focus on our sales, focus on getting back to everybody, just the little dumb things that are obvious for a business. By having somebody, and, and what Jackie was doing was she was doing, she was awesome. She could be a jack of a Swiss Army knife for us, you know, on some things. She was doing our payroll. She was taking, you know, inbound customer service calls. Um, she was helping, you know, if a teacher was sick or something. So maybe those are both kind of obvious answers. But um, I think the fear of maybe hiring an employee or that worry of, of you know, we can't risk it. My advice would be you're already risking it. You're in business. You're a business owner. Risk it just a hair more and invest in somebody to help it so that you can actually connect to the business. You know? All right. I'm, I'm up. Okay. Dig it. What's one thing you've done for yourself, Brady? You seem like a happy guy. You seem like a joyful guy. So our listeners will love this. What, what, what's, what's one thing you've done for yourself personally in the past year that has brought you more joy as an owner? Yeah, this is funny. I'm, you know, I, I started kind of happening during the pandemic is I started to like running a little bit and um, it kind of mm. progressed and progressed more and more. And I'm to the point where I can't function in a day unless I have my morning run. And and I, I got to the point where I, I love, I, I train for marathons all the time now I'm doing that, but I find so much clarity when I wake up, you know, early sun's rising, um, and going out and, and doing a run of any type. And what I find it's for me, it's kind of, uh, it's a release of, you know, I, I'm just kind of out there and, and sometimes I wear headphones. Sometimes I, sometimes I don't, but, um, it's cool to, to have, I, there's so many cool thoughts and solutions that I've had, you know, just being out there, just running and, and doing that. It's, it's been an awesome, yeah, a super awesome thing for me. Do you, you said you're training for marathons. That's a huge, that's, there's a big leap between I started running yeah. and now I'm training for marathons. Yeah. Tell me about that. Do you, did you always consider yourself an athlete and now you're just, it's a new sport or tell me no, about that transition? Yeah, I played, I played college football, but I was a, I was a D lineman. So just one of those guys, they just throw you on the line. You know, I was, I was too, I was not athletic enough to catch the ball and I was too dumb mm. to memorize plays. So they just said, go go after the quarterback. So I, I played that. And so me as a runner, you know, I'm, I'm a bigger guy. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny to, when I enter these marathons, some of them have a, a Clydesdale division and I've, I've won a few Clydesdale division trophies for the bigger guys. So nice. Yeah. So I tell my wife, you're, you're married to a pro athlete. So <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just been a cool escape. You know, sometimes you get so bogged down and you're so focused on your business um, that it's, it's, I think for anybody having a hobby outside of a business that can take your mind off of it, makes you a better business owner, better employer, better husband, mm. father, whatever you need in your life. It's, it's, it, you need those things. You 
than outside of work, for sure. Do you find yourself questioning whether it's the best use of your time? I'm just curious. Running? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or even that free time, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, you're hitting it right. You're getting me right where it hurts there, <laughs> Daniel, right? No, I've definitely felt that way. I've, I've totally, there's been times where, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've been like, okay, you got to get out and do this run, but there's also 10 things on the agenda today that there's probably no way you're going to get this done. And, and I've still found, you know, it, by putting myself first and being accountable to myself on that. Mm. And for me, it helps because I, I signed up for a marathon, so I'm not going to fail at that. I'm not going to go, you know, do that by just putting myself, uh, making myself accountable and myself mm. and putting those things first everything else comes into play. Everything falls into order. And, um, you know, some, I think a trap for a lot of business owners is you think some things are just do or die, absolutely yeah. do or die. And I feel like maybe, I, you know, I've only been in this business for a couple of years here, but that wisdom starting to fall upon me where I'm like, okay, it's not do or, or do or die. At the end of the day, we just teach music lessons. You know, I'm not running an ER unit <laughs> or something, right? Um, we just teach music lessons. It's going to be okay, right? We can, if, if I have to tackle this tomorrow, I can tackle it tomorrow. Yeah, that's a healthy perspective. Yeah. Ready? That was awesome. You crushed five for five there, Ace. I mean, honestly, I, I think that was, a, Daniel, was that about 25 minutes? We we're pretty efficient. We did it in about 23 and a half. Hey. Wow, <laughs> who's keeping? Daniel may or may not be keeping score. Um, <laughs> Brady, you know there was just it was really really nice. And to close, you said a few things that I feel like are worthy of highlighting. Number one, you highlighted something that Daniel says often, which is you got to take care of yourself. You don't take care of yourself, you're never going to be able to take care of your team. Um, number two, you. Um, used some sort of corporate terminology like efficiencies within the business, which makes total sense. You came probably from an environment where those were the, that was the language. Our listeners generally don't use that language. But then you went in and gave like some really hyper-specific examples, which we so appreciate. So, you know, I remember when I said no more paper checks. You sort of joke about it. But actually, for a lot of our listeners, that's probably going to be one of the most profound takeaways that you can actually transition your billing and to something like that. And yes, you'll lose some customers that insist on it, but you'll gain far more uh, in time saved. So, and then the last piece, I just circling back on what you opened with, which was staff. You're like, we take care of our people. And Daniel and I talk about this all the time, but we're in the people business. And while, I mean, you know, cause you're a fan of the, of the podcast, but like, I I actually take offense at the comment that we only teach music lessons. I actually think we are transforming people's lives. Absolutely. You know? And so you're a people person and it clearly shows. You know, you're investing in your people, whether it's by reducing the, the amount of tools that they have to use with software or by showing up to a meeting and making choices. These are all in my, the way I translate those stories, Brady, is you care about the people. Yeah. Right? You, and so I just, I wanted to say that out loud and just thank you. Hey, it's Nate again. 
You know, every year at Brooklyn Music Factory, we get dozens and dozens of great reviews from our families. And you want to know how? Because we ask them. And they're happy to leave a review because of the positive impact that we've made on them. And so now I have a simple ask for you. If this podcast, the 7FMS podcast, was helpful to you, would you mind leaving a review for Daniel and I? And please share the podcast with another music school owner that you think might benefit. It's one of the best ways that you can support us. We appreciate it.